Hey, welcome to the show. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Every one of you matters. So let's be smart, be safe, and still take no shit. Country is in revolution mode and it feels very American. The America we lost. The America that used to fight back. This is episode 28. Oh shit, we had episode 28? Yeah. Okay, I had to make certain. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the Tina and Doe show, episode 28. Hot topics, of course, uh, a part of Flyover Media. Um, man, like you said, this is a revolution time for America. Stand up, be proud, and, and fight for what's right, um, and be safe doing it. So, heck, yeah, let's get on. Let's get on with the show. Yeah, so we're talking all hot topics today, and of course, we would not be doing this show a, a service if we did not discuss the hottest topic of the day, which, of course, is the uprising across America, coast to coast. Wow. There is a lot going on right now. Uh, civil unrest at its best. Um, people are fed up, and it's, uh, it's fantastic to see. Yeah, mad as hell. I love it. I love it. This makes me kind of wish I was still a little younger. I tell you. I'm going out running around. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, you know, we're not going to take it mentality. Yeah, um, people are tired. Yeah, I'm tired, man. And, and I had to give props to, you know, what I'm saying the younger generation. I think, um, you know, the older generation is just tired and used to the same old bullshit. And the younger generation wants to be heard. Um, I'm loving it. Yeah. And that's what I meant by um, the uh, the America we lost because uh, we went a long stretch without really being into demonstrations and protesting. Like, we wouldn't even pick it. Like, our generation, like Generation X, we were not into protesting. We were into cell phones. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> we were in, I know all the all the advances of technology had us uh, had us mind warped for a while, and uh, now it's you know the the great awakening uh, yeah, for the for the country. Be, we had plenty to be protesting too, and just refused. I'm loving it. Absolutely, of course. You know, uh, besides the, whew, you you think about. You know, it's reminiscent of the L.A. riots, uh, mm -hmm. just on a grander scale, of course. Um, you know, the looting and things like that. Those things I wish we could do without. I think um, there are certain parties involved to make to make it look uh, make it look worse than what it is. So, you know, protesting to, to get the message across is what it's about. Uh, yeah, I I get the looting. I'm not for it because I'm never for theft like i just really hate thieves but um i understand the looting especially under the circumstances that we're sitting under right now like we just watched the government which is what they're angry at they're angry at the government and then we just watched the government <laughs> give all these big corporations all of our money while we're here broke so they can continue to um you know, business as usual, run their businesses, continue to make their money. But we can't, we don't even have our jobs. We're not allowed to run our businesses, you know, and, 
they're angry. You know, they're, they're broke. <laughs> they don't have their jobs. They don't have their businesses going. Money is running out. And meanwhile, we just watched our government give major corporations our money. We're upset. We're upset. And so so-called stealing, looting their stuff. No, they're looking at it like what it is. That's our stuff. You just got trillions of our dollars while we're struggling and our, our landlords are still threatening to put us out of our homes and out of our, you know, out of our apartments and our houses on top of not being able to run our businesses or go to work. These people are angry and they're angry at the, um, the um, government and at these corporations. They're pissed off. Absolutely. Uh, you know, on top of, of course, the civil unrest that's going on right now, you know, beforehand we had uh, coronavirus that is still going on. And, and like you said, the unemployment rate, you know, at sky high levels. So, yeah, I get it. I definitely get it. It makes sense uh, when you put it that way. Yeah, I would just rather they burned it down. To be honest, I don't like I don't like that. I I don't like that for like a, a different reasons than I than just for it being criminal. Arson, I could jump behind that under certain circumstances. <laughs> you talking about burning down Target? I mean, no. I love you Target. I love you Target, but <laughs> this type of protest is a type of protest. Absolutely. It's a valid one. <laughs> Oftentimes, it's the only type of protest that's heard, unfortunately. Yeah, that is the unfortunate part. I mean, you notice yeah. how the um, rallies down here weren't really getting much action until they went, um, as far as like the media, weren't getting much media action until they went violent at night? Uh, pretty much. Um, I think everybody didn't, well, I think the government didn't think it, that this is going to be as serious as it as it is um you know countless uh countless stories uh i think we talked beforehand the brianna girl in louisville of course uh floyd in minnesota eric garner uh, countless countless victims and you know like i said just everybody's tired just tired of it so pretty uh pretty interesting times that we're in right now yeah, for sure. Scary times, but I'm trying to remain optimistic because it's hopeful times, too, if you look at it a certain way. Yeah, how true. I mean, because, I mean, with, with things like this that happen, I mean, change is, is, change is coming. Yeah. Um, and you just hope there's only, you know, positive change. Of course, <laughs> right now with, uh, you know, media and, and what, what, what we're seeing, uh, you know, in multiple cities, um, they they paint a different picture, you know, than what's going on sometimes. But so yeah, hopefully positive change is going to come out of this. Yeah, I I hope I'm I'm hoping. Um, yeah, a, a lot a lot needs to, to to change about this country, and and it's not just um. It's not just a police brutality issue. We we really need to start over. <laughs> we need to start over because mm. there are so many factors that pl that play into this whole police brutality problem that really points to just about every ill that this country is suffering from. And it just kind of like 
puts puts those ills under the microscope because they mm -hmm. all really feed into this police brutality thing and have made it what it is today. How true, how true. And it's different. I mean, you know, with, um, I mean, being a person of color, being a black man, and I think about the times that I've most likely been racially profiled and pulled over and, you know, taken through the ringer for no reason whatsoever. There's been times where I've been pulled over in my own neighborhood and they're asking me, what am I doing over here? I'm like, dude, it's my neighborhood. Why wouldn't I be here? <laughs> um, the this, this stuff is nuts, but I don't, you know, the mentality of people um, that, that wear the badge um, is, is sometimes it's just messed up. It's a messed up mentality. Yeah. Not speaking for all of them, though, but, you know, the ones that I've encountered. Um, yeah, some it's definitely some crazy shit. Yeah, that's unfortunate because, like, I'm trying to rack my brain now, and I don't think that I've encountered a helpful cop in Indianapolis, so I can relate. <clears throat> I, I have encountered a helpful cop, believe it or not. I have, which was really, at the time, and this was a long time ago, but it was a decent act. Uh, I think my car broke down on the side of the road. Um, officer pulled up. And help me, help me move it, move the car and everything. Uh, so there's, you know, like I said, you know, there, there are some definitely some good cops out there. Um, but there boy, the cops, like the one that I called when the a bartender stole my damn wallet at the bar. <laughs> yeah, she stole my wallet. I called the police. I'm telling them, please, oh man, thank goodness you're here. Da, 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 da. They immediately start yelling at me, telling me to get out the way, and they want to go. Then they're going to talk to the bartender. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, wow. Not helpful. <laughs> not helpful at all. Treating me like absolute <laughs> shit the entire time, even when they were giving me my wallet back. That's not cool. Yeah. I don't it's find like, it helpful here. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, some of the. Uh, <laughs> the media that I've seen when it comes to, you know, the uh, the looting and rioting and, and the protests have been interesting. I don't know if this is true. And if it is like in Chicago, they are off the charts with the, oh, yeah. letting the zoo animals out. Is that true? Oh, letting the zoo animals out? I don't know. Girl, oh. I've seen some shit where they let the zoo animals out. I saw a call for people to do that across the country. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. But they better cut that shit out. This ain't no I am legend. <laughs> I don't know if any, if anybody actually did that or not. That would be interesting. These that would be wild. That's what I'm like. Um I seen one reporter uh, who was out and the car went past him and they threw a Hennessy bottle at him. Oh my God. And it hit him. It was a good shot too, because it was from oh. a sunroom. <laughs> oh my God. So some of the stuff is uh like of course and, and just this comical. Um I've seen people dance mm -hmm. behind reporters, things like that. Um so it's it's always something funny and something. So that that made me laugh, although it's such a serious time. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Through a Hennessy bottle at him. I approve. It was a big one too. <laughs> <laughs> so so we yeah. um 
the poll, Facebook poll. We took a Facebook poll and looked like for hot topics of most interest that we listed there, forgiveness topped the list. So obviously that is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. Mm. And uh, in the news, uh, I found that um, in the third war, third ward of Houston. Why can't I say that word today? Third ward <laughs> of Houston <laughs> at a at a um, Black Lives Matter rally. Um, toward the end um, of, I guess, the protests. Um, white people approach the black people there kneeling and asking for forgiveness for years of racism in Houston. Mm. I thought that was interesting. And then after that, they all um, did a prayer together and, and left. And that's what's up. I and mean, I a little bit differently than some of the other ones. Absolutely. Um, for, you know, for any individual to take the initiative um, to, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, the racial divide and, you know, ask for forgiveness and, and take that step. That's pretty awesome, actually. And yeah. and you wouldn't think that that would happen, you know, or anybody would even think about doing that. So. So pretty that's nice. pretty neat. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. And forgiveness is just tough. It is. It is. Um, have you ever, like, is there, like, a person you've never forgiven? Yeah. Yeah, you see what I mean? That's like, damn. Yeah. Plenty, actually. Ooh, child. How, how many people you have? I mean, give me a number, Tina. How would I have a number for you? <laughs> Well, you said plenty. I was like, was like five, maybe 10. There's plenty of people throughout my life who've done things to me that I've chosen not to forgive. Mm. Yeah. I think sometimes when you, of course, forgive, um, depending on the circumstance, you know, sometimes it it does feel like it's a weight lifted off your shoulders. Um, You know, you can move on somewhat with with your with your life although it still weighs heavy you know some wounds never heal and even giving somebody forgiveness doesn't mean that that wound is going to heal anytime soon yeah i don't find that forgiving anything or anybody makes the weight lighter at all i feel Mm. i feel like if anything it's heavier because now it's like there's an expectation for me to be fake happy and fake nice when I see them, even though I still feel the same way, Mm. you know, I don't, I, and then like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see any benefit for me to forgive something that somebody did. Um, as far as that, I feel like that's a little bit manipulative sometimes when people do that and be like, Oh, well you'll feel better. You'll, you know, it's it's for you, not for them. No, it's for them. It's to let them off of the hook and, and for you to not, you know, treat them badly when they come around or 
it's for them. It's 100% for them, I feel, because I don't feel any different except maybe worse. Because like I said, now I have to be fake happy. Well, uh, I, I, I can agree with you on that. You give, you know, you give that person leverage when, you know, you do do the forgiving. Sometimes you just kind of, like I said, depending on who you are, you just kind of just go past that. Like you said, it makes them feel better, of course, mm-hmm. being forgiven. Um, you know, in my nature and how I grew up, of course, you know, one of the things were to learn how to forgive. Mm-hmm. But of course, the older you get, you know, and you realize the the power that people have and, and what they can put you through. It makes it tough to forgive, you know, mm-hmm. forgive, you know, forgiveness is just not like a light word. It's a, it, that word has a, you know, it's a pretty heavy meaning word. I mean, because it affects your life um, to a certain extent, depending on what the person did. Yeah. And I feel like people 100% know what the fuck they be doing. Oh, absolutely. So why press upon me after they've done some shit to me knowingly, then press upon me to even, you know, to have to even go through some more shit of trying to forgive this person. Like, no, no. If I don't have any reason to forgive, it's not going to happen. You know, obviously I'm not talking about a small thing. Like you stepped on my foot, you know, but something that, you know, I'm saying relationship changing if I don't have a reason to forgive that shit, I'm not going to because you already put me through something. I'm going to put myself through some extra shit or trying to forgive you. I'm not doing it. it makes sense. Makes sense. And you, then, imagine like, and you were saying like um, to um, lift, a, to lift a weight and then to go on with your life. I go on with my life without forgiving them. I, I act like I never met people. Mm. I see them in public and I act like I don't even know them. I won't even look at them. I That's the way to alone. do it, though. Yeah, I leave you alone. I, I cut it out com- completely out of my life like a cancer. I cut it right on out and I go on with my life. No mm. forgiveness extended. Write this down. Some, some of these damn Tina fucking <laughs> life points. <laughs> Forget the motherfucker my, even my, existed. My mental health matters. I'm sorry. It does. Uh, and that makes sense. So, I mean, I don't think... Um, Everybody has that mental strength. Mm-mm, I don't. I keep saying I'm not strong enough to take a lot of mistreatment from people. Right. People, people like look at me and and the way that I am and my views on things and this and that. Oh, you're such a strong woman. No, I'm not. I'm this way because I cannot take things. <laughs> I cannot take it. I'm right not strong on. enough to withstand that shit. Boy, and I, I think you nailed it. Um, Usually, if somebody's asking for forgiveness and, and, and when it's pertaining to what they did to to warrant you forgiving them, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And that part, I think that that part kind of goes under the radar sometimes when when you're in that situation. Like with you saying that right now, I didn't even think about that. You know, just that part of it. Oh, of course, they knew what they were doing and they mm-hmm. did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and that part is, it, I mean, of course, you've been hurt, you know, when somebody does that to you. Um, and like you said, mental health, it, it, it can physically uh, weigh on you as well, um, you know, and just just in your life, mm-hmm. uh, just to know that somebody, you know, knew what they were doing when they did it. And 
and pretty much hurt you. Yeah. And then, of course, ask for your forgiveness. Yeah. So what do you think about George Floyd's fiance coming out and asking the public, Black Lives Matter, whoever, to forgive the cops who were involved in his death? Um, that, that, that speaks, that speaks to, uh, her background, you know, pretty much how she most likely was raised. Um, that definitely sounds like that was some, you know, some good old church folk raising type of, uh, environment that she probably came up in Mm -hmm. to where, you know, although somebody has wronged you and this is like one of the, of course, craziest wrongs ever, you forgive, you know, your heart is, your heart and your mind is probably not really there to be forgiving somebody, but you know, we've had a couple of instances um, to where you would think that no one could forgive someone for doing that, but somebody does forgive. So it kind of speaks in volumes of, of, of them wanting to let you know, like, Hey, we know how critical this was, especially to them. It was their family. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know we we're going to forgive, you know, that, that, that's, uh, that's one hell of a high road. Well, take me to church for a minute. Cause I don't, I really don't know much about, um, this thing. So, um, is there no responsibility on the person who, you know, I, I guess whatever did, whatever made the offense, to gain forgiveness or or is forgiveness just supposed to be freely given to everybody no matter what the, like they, they don't even have to ask for forgiveness crazy part is yeah uh, i think the, the second part of what you said is exact exactly what it is when it comes to um you know the church beliefs of mm-hmm. forgiveness is that it doesn't matter what they did you know everybody is everybody gets a chance of forgiveness Mm-hmm. You know, turn the other cheek, be the even bigger person, even if they don't ask for it, you I, forgive them. Yeah, I'm not down with that. I mean, the, those are, you know, some of the teachings, of course, um, in the good book, as, as some folks call it, are some crazy teachings. But mm-hmm. you you also, um, you know, with, with some of the stories in there, see that it was some crazy stuff that was going on. And yeah. um, some of the stories. Um, which, like I said, some really good stories in the actual Bible. Um, no one should have been forgiven some of, some of those people in the Bible, but they were forgiven. Mm-hmm. So it's um, you know you translate those parables and those stories into into real life. You know, although we don't even know if some of those were true stories or not, but some of those stories are just so awesome that it's like, man, if this person could forgive somebody, why can't I forgive somebody? Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things. Okay. Oh, for me, I'm too weak. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it's it. It's hard like, to forgive. Yeah, it's very hard. It's very hard. And shit, man, I'm still mad. God damn. If you, haven't, if you haven't even asked for forgiveness, made any attempt to make amends, pay any type of restitution or mitigate the fucking damages of the situation in any way whatsoever. How the fuck am I supposed to stop being mad? If I can't stop being mad, how the fuck am I supposed to forgive this shit? Ah, I can't do it. 
I know, but to hold on to that anger, you know, and that, you know, that part right there is, it's, it's not worth it. You know, it's like, man, I, you know, somebody's almost like, or some situations always pulling the strings um, to make you feel a certain way. And it, it still affects, you know, the daily life of how you approach things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, to forgive is, um, it's hard. Yeah. It's real hard. Like that will make my, I feel like trying to forgive everybody for everything that they do to me would drive me in fucking sane. You would like, think I feel like that, that would make my life far less happy. <laughs> oh, for some like, people, that would run me crazy. For some people, I you know, I can get that. But for others, like, you know, like we said, it can be more of a, a burden off your shoulder. Mm-hmm. A weight lifted. Um Just I don't think different personalities. Yeah. And I don't think everybody, I'll be honest, I don't think everybody, you know, deserves forgiveness. I think it's some some acts that are unforgivable. Um, but you know, like I said, when you see people who are going through something that's way bigger than what you've ever been through and they can learn how to forgive, you know, you take that lesson Mm -hmm. and it's like, man, I haven't been in that situation. I may have been fucked over a time or two, but I'm not going through what this person is going through and they learn how to forgive. So, you know, I take those mental notes and I move with those mental notes because those are strong lessons in life. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. Don't get me wrong. I think about some of my past relationships. Shit, I'm like, woman, I shouldn't have never forgave your ass. Man. But you know, if I if I held on to it, and uh, I think I think it would eat at me. Yeah. So you know, I had to learn how to forgive. Okay. Okay. I think Brianna Taylor's family perhaps feels the way I feel. Hmm. They're and not. Deserve them. They're not asking to uh, give these people uh, forgiveness or let your foot up off of their neck at all. <laughs> at all. None of her people have come out to say anything like that. And deservingly so. I mean, the, you know, when I heard about the circumstances of that, you know, she was at home sleep. Am I correct? Own home shot eight times in her own motherfucking home. No, I don't believe it had any warrant, no anything. And, could you imagine being asleep in your bed and somebody opens your door or shoots through your window? Absolutely and, and, not. And you, you know, you're no more. Uh, I, if I was the family, oh, oh hell yeah, I would. You know, I, I wouldn't be in forgiving mode at no. all. No, twenty eight years old, EMT. Yeah, out here trying to save lives. Y'all come in and just snuff hers out. And of course, what was the the wrong place, or it doesn't even matter. Mm-mm. You know, the point is, is that that life has been taken, and I mean, in such a insane way. You know, like I said, you know, she's at home sleep. Uh, I'm trying to think of as if I had to be, if I had to put myself in that officer's shoes and look through his eyes when that event happened. How do you even do that? I mean, you unloaded eight rounds, if not more, most likely. Yeah. And you took somebody's life um, that, that wasn't even a threat. Yeah. So, yeah, I get the family on that one. I, yeah, I wouldn't be in uh, forgiving mode. 
Not one bit. Me either. Me either. I be trying to tear some shit up. Oh, hell yeah. And then Louisville is going down. I know it's some, of course, you know, some civil unrest going on there as well. It's going on yeah. everywhere. They was tearing up Salt Lake City. Oh, they finally got to Salt Lake? Yes. They've been tearing up coast to coast. They've been fucking shit up. I love it. Yeah, I seen the map and I didn't know if they had Salt Lake City yet. You said from coast to coast, north, south, east, west. Yeah. Um, man, um, it's just uh, it's 2020 has been one hell of a year. Tell me about it. And we are only what? literally six months into the year and we as a country as people have seen some of the craziest shit in 2020 ever no kidding mm. uh just yesterday uh 2020 decided she'd be a real messy bitch and release ebola on us did you see that oh damn Come on, man. You see that? Four dead. No, I didn't see it. Where did shit happen? Yesterday? Yes. Four dead. I posted it on Facebook. I was like, here we go. I was like, let the games begin. Y'all were asking what's next for 2020. What's June going to bring? As soon as June dropped, it was fucking Ebola in Congo. Four dead. Man, I ain't asking 2020 for shit. Fuck is coming in June. We have the fucking killer hornets, the crazy fucking killer birds. We got fucking uh, COVID <laughs> lockdowns, boomers dead. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and then now Ebola. Mm-mm. On top of everything, a cherry on top with Ebola. There's some crazy shit in 2020. You can <laughs> You couldn't write a book that was better than what 2020 is about. I mean, it's just, uh, oh my gosh, Ebola for real. Yes, this shit getting juicy. Yes. We said, where the shit? Like, where where was it at? Congo. Oh, man. Come on, man. I thought we had a cure for that shit. We ain't got no cure for that shit yet. (sighs) Apparently not. Apparently, uh, every time the word Ebola comes up, people start going absolutely insane. So apparently not. <laughs> Just the word alone, nothing strikes fear in a motherfucker like Ebola. <laughs> oh my gosh! And here we uh, are. Ah, yeah, yeah. This is like, oh my goodness. That's why I, I ain't even gonna question shit no more about 2020. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Just try to ride it out. Same Just try to here. ride 2020 out. Same here. I'm curious to know how the year is going to end, but I have no questions. I tell you, I ain't My questioning shit about it. <laughs> My mouth is closed. <laughs> I know it's like one of those things, but not saying nothing. This should get a lot worse. So <laughs> I'm going to be just, uh, like you said, mouth shut and just try to move through it. Yeah. They got me bowling. Yep. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, on a lighter tip. So we have forgiveness. Um, what was one of the other ones on the Facebook poll? 
Oh, the second um, highest one on the poll was states reopening. Ah, mm-hmm. that's a very interesting um, topic, of course. You know, uh, what, two weeks ago, it was a little bit different. Yeah. You know, we were, um, or each state was, you know, had a game plan set out to reopen gradually, um, you know, and then come, you know, beginning of June, mid-June, July-ish, everything's going to be back open. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Cops start killing motherfuckers. Yep. And now we got a curfew. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much exactly how I had my, my outline set up. Exactly. Yeah. I and it's like I as soon as it as soon as um everything started happening and the proverbial shit hit the fan, you know, at that moment I was like, Oh shit, well that's why I that's why I was telling you about twenty twenty, I was like, Okay, I, I yeah, I'm not even gonna guess what can happen next. So so yeah, I don't know how when the states are gonna reopen now. Yeah. I think it's gonna be one of those things that we gotta find resolution. And I was just sitting back, filing my nails, like, mm-hmm, should have kept the states closed. <laughs> That's how I feel. We're not ready to open Listen, all right, we don't talk about coronavirus on this show, but we're going to talk about it today. It's not time to open. I don't care what you people say. Y'all are not medical professionals. All the pros are saying that, is, that corona is still alive and well. And y'all know it is. Y'all just want to have some summer fun, some some selfish summer fun. Coronavirus mm-hmm. is still alive and well, and this uprising is punishment for opening these damn states. The universe has spoken. <laughs> Shouldn't open it. None of this shit would have happened if, you, if everybody was still in the house. Hey, damn near though. Um, that is that's crazy. But like you said, it, it does feel like the universe is. Uh, it's pretty much trying to. It was trying to tell us something all year. <laughs> all all year. year, it was trying to tell us something. Pissed Sit off. our asses in the house. Pissed off. It definitely yeah. makes me feel like. I mean, like I said, we still got some time, but it makes me just want to throw all of twenty twenty away. I just want to throw the whole year away. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. That would be the way to go. (laughs) Can't enjoy yourself down there in any way. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're talking about opening pools, I think, in like two weeks at at half capacity. I'm like, y'all just want us to die, huh? Just all the stupid people to die, huh? Pretty much. Um, Pools. They canceled Oktoberfest. You know how huge that fucking thing is? You know how uh, far away from now that is? They canceled it in April. Mm. You gonna open swimming pools? I hate people. <laughs> like you said, people are thirsty when it comes to that to that uh, economy and that money. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, they. I, I remember I was watching, um, I believe it was uh, Anderson Cooper. And he was talking to the mayor of Las Vegas, and this was about a month ago. 
And she that plain out said she didn't like, oh, we need to reopen. You know, I even told uh, fellow government members we can be like a pretty much a test site for people to get together and catch the coronavirus. Terrible. And to see Anderson Cooper's face was classic. So he was like, do you know what you're saying? But it shows you um, the need for pumping money back into the economy at the the cost of life. Yeah. Because that uh, um, all lives matter bullshit is not fucking true. That's obvious in so many different fucking ways. It's not true. Because all you fucking big wig motherfuckers, y'all aren't pressed about going to work. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's the little guy and y'all trying to push the little guy back into the you know the job force. You know what I mean? Y'all ain't rushing mm-hmm. to go and then social gather. But y'all trying to, you know what I'm saying, apply the pressure to these little guys to rush them back into the fucking meat grinder. It's trash. And and it's a it's a uh, an obvious nod to these lives don't matter. Mm-hmm. And guess what those big wickers are still doing? Quarantining. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. They're not, you know what I'm saying, rushing to go social gather, but they're pushing you out there and applying the pressure and applying the pressure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but your life don't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's always been, you know, that when it comes to the almighty dollar. Um, that, you know, the little person is always, of course, you know, just one of the cogs in the, in the watch that keeps it going. And it always seems to be a replaceable cog. Um, you know, sad reality, but, you know, that's, that's how a lot of the companies and corporations work. Yeah. Expendable people. Yeah. And that's, that's what we are. Exactly that. It's crazy, homie. It's crazy out here. Yep. So realizing streets. So these states reopening ended up well the fallout ended up being obviously like because what we're seeing are not fucking Black Lives Matter people. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of them for sure, but that's not what that's not all that we're seeing. So these states reopening and and what happened when they did basically just flowed into this massive fucking uprising that's happening right now because it's not a black lives matter uprising it's a fucking uprising against capitalism uh you have those um antifa uh members out there acting a complete fool um Mm -hmm. it's um a fight against fascism it's a fight against racism it's a fight against police brutality it's a fight against so many different things right now because people are mad and just like i said so many things so many ails of american society are wrapped into this police brutality issue that is kind of like stoking the flames in a lot of people you know what i mean even mm-hmm. if you don't really care about police brutality a whole lot you're looking at god damn it here the state is again with the bullshit you know what i mean you pretty know? much okay no i don't really care about george floyd but god damn the police shouldn't be to become be able to come around here and just fucking murder us, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are looking at it that way, and then it's like, what the fuck? I can't even go to work, and you motherfuckers can come out here and murder people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's just stoking a lot of anger and a lot of people for different reasons. You know what I mean? 
It is. Like you said, it's stroking a lot of people like differently. And it's not just pinpointed to to one one scenario. Yeah. And so you know, now one you issue. Have, yeah. Now you have all these different groups banding together, just teaming up and tearing shit up. Boy. Did it kept the states closed? <laughs> Real talk, because it's some beef of vendetta shit going on out on the streets, boy. All my life. <laughs> it's crazy. But like you said, it's um it's it's more uh un it's like unified without it being acknowledged. Yeah. Like you said, it's multiple groups yep. um out there. Uh talking about is Black Lives Matter, but it's yes, yes, people are teaming up and they don't want to talk about that shit. That's nope. what's happening. Because all of this is not about fighting for um George Floyd, actually a small fraction of it is at mm -hmm. this point. And of course that's where the, the message is lost. You know, like you said, you got multiple groups out there. Um and all of them are angry. At the end of the day, is you know, everybody's fed up. Yeah. But then what you know, who's doing what? Right. You know, who's who's the people uh, peaceful protesters? Who's the uh the groups that are doing the rioting and the looting? Mm -hmm. You know, now it's all mixed up. Yeah, just like when they did, uh, when they attempted that, um, uh, shit, what do you call it? Occupy Wall Street or whatever the hell. Mm -hmm. Their, um, their message got all fucked up. <laughs> and that's why nobody took them seriously and they weren't violent. And so that, uh, so their movement kind of just like, fizzled out immediately but they were right. getting a lot of media coverage at first but it's just like nobody knew what they wanted or how to satisfy them and then it just kind of like died like you said it fizzled out yeah and that's crazy that you know of course it, things have to get violent for you know a message to to get across to somebody yeah. especially you know the government the government officials who kind of, you know, for the most part, set back until, you know, people, hey, start hitting the streets, start getting into, you know, police officers' faces, yeah. uh, expressing, you know, expressing their feelings. And then, of course, this is, you know, I'm, I'm watching some on TV right now. I mean, because mm -hmm. you can't go anywhere without not seeing it. It's there. I mean, we're dealing with... I mean, you've dealt with pompous people before. We're dealing with pompous people, you know. Um, people, pompous people, do what they want to do, and if you don't like what they're doing, fuck you, you know. Mm. They're, and they're not going to change what they're doing until they feel threatened. You have to make these people feel threatened. <laughs> that's yeah, what we're dealing with right now. That's why they don't respond to anything until you get ignorant, because they're pompous ass people. Hmm. Yeah, like you said, until they feel threatened, that's when that's when they want to do shit. Yeah, now you got Trump um calling for governors to uh get aggressive with protesters. You know, what I'm saying really turn up the heat on the protesters, or he's going to send in the military. And I'm like, motherfucker, you when they were at the White House, you were hiding in a fucking bunker. <laughs> they said that food went down to the bunker. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. That was your opportunity to, to opportunity to lead. 
And you mm-hmm. ran in the bunker? Hey, turned tail and, and went down to the bunker. He was like, man, this is the safest place here, so I'm going to go down there. But then you're going to talk tough to the governor. You better fix it. You better keep them away from me. <laughs> That's what that really was. <laughs> you better keep these fuckers away from me. What are, are they doing? The what are they doing marching in Washington? <laughs> I had to stay in a bunker last night and I'm not very happy. <laughs> <laughs> My neck is sore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh, so yes that that is what's been going that is the hottest topic uh, ever right now of course yeah. is uh you know the civil unrest and and everybody's tired i know the world is looking at the news like what the fuck is that america <laughs> like you know, they think in America's trill as fuck. These, oh, <laughs> the bitches actually stood up for something. <laughs> and, and I'll say this though, and I'll and I'll give uh, <laughs> some. I'll give the other countries kudos. I've seen some um, outstanding things when it comes to uh, them showing tribute or understanding the message that uh, certain groups that are protesting are trying to get across. I've seen. Um, I think uh, something in Iran where they had a mural of, of George Floyd and they were praying. I thought that was decent. Something in Paris. I, I've seen something like everywhere, which I was like, man, well, not everywhere, but a lot of places. And I thought that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, a lot of groups. Yeah, we we extend the American people. Our government don't represent us. The American people. We extend our support when we see, you know what I'm saying, them fucking it up in their countries, too. You know, Boy. so I feel like it's only right. Right on, y'all. Yeah, right on other countries for showing some love. Uh, definitely much respect. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, other hot topic. I know this is a couple weeks ago, um, but we didn't really talk about it. Good old homeboy got out of out of, out of jail. Who was it? Takashi Six Nine. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh man, Rainbow Boy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Came out and started shit immediately. Immediately. He's like, I got to get these YouTube uh, uh, views up. This motherfucker wanted to make sure everybody knew he was back on the street. Oh, my goodness. Or back in the house. He definitely in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> motherfucker ain't walking the streets. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's had to relocate like two or three times because people found out where he lived immediately. No shit. Absolutely. When he um he had uh, as soon as he got out, he had uh, he was on a balcony of 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 a house. And then of course he's flashing cash, his his chain. And then I seen a video of a young lady who was taping him. She was like, I think that's Takashi Six Nine. Yeah, and then of course no. he, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then of course his dumb ass had to move. This motherfucker is ill. Oh my god. Oh my god. I so it never get tired of his antics ever. How true. I'm not gonna lie. I I enjoy his antics. Um I feel I feel bad because I think of course it doesn't this doesn't lead to anything good. No. Uh, not at all. Uh nope. for him. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know, and you think when you got out, you had, you know, you probably you had options. Of course, somebody threw some money in your face, and you jumped on the money and decided you're gonna be Takashi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had an option to 
you know, lay low too. Mm-mm, he want to be a celebrity. Oh my goodness, dude! You you snitched on your group, man, and now you're right back out in the public eye and trying to. Oh my gosh! I hope Isn't he know how to make beats or something. <laughs> what have you heard that one song or the first song he had? I doubt it. <laughs> uh, when he got out, it's a terrible song. Um, of course, it got all sorts of views and broke YouTube type shit, but it's a terrible song. But of course, it's Takashi. I'd never really listened to his music, and I was like, dude, this song sucks. But apparently, he has a following. He does. He does. Uh, it's not my style of music, but he has he has a, a decent following. Uh, yes, he does. And after that breakfast uh, club interview, I'm quite sure he got a whole shitload more. Mm-hmm. Because I think that um, was supposed to be, I, I think, don't quote me on that, that that was supposed to be their like highest rated uh, interview. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I think. Yeah. What a colorful guy. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to notice that Carol Baskin is trending today. I had no, to find I did out hear why. something about her. I had to find out why. Why the fuck is Carol Baskin trending today? Well, apparently, you remember um, in the documentary, she won that lawsuit against um, Joe Exotic. And so he owes her a million dollars. Uh-huh for like trademark shit like that logo design and shit like that well um today uh was it winwood zoo has been evicted from the property and that land goes to carol fucking baskins (laughs) carol baskins at the end of the day she won yep (laughs) yeah i've seen that uh seeing that trending as well. I was like, get out of here. Yeah. She pulled it off. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, she made it happen. I mean, I she's got some I yeah, I, I, her, uh, perseverance. <laughs> absolutely. She got some moxie, boy. Because she, um, man, she, she knew what she was going to do. She knew she didn't like a good old Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic. He kind of shot himself in the foot. With the, mm-hmm. like you said, the trademark logos and things like that, that were, he knew what he was doing and didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Yeah. And of course, it had bit him in his ass um, because she ended up uh, at the end of the day coming out on top. Yep. When you do clownery. Yeah, but you know, especially after, you know, we talked about and watched that documentary, you see what kind of individual he was or he is. And a person who always liked to be in the limelight and didn't really think about anything else besides that. So, yeah. and surrounded himself around the wrong people when it came to business, um, you know, business development and, and ideas and partnerships. So, well, it's bound to bite him in his ass. Yep. And it did. Carol fucking Baskins, get <laughs> out of here. You got any other heat over there? Uh, let's see. Uh, SpaceX. We want to talk about that. That was uh, that's it was Elon Musk. That's his his space program. Who's that? 
You don't know who Elon Musk with the Tesla cars and all that stuff? Oh, okay. No. Oh, you never heard of Elon, huh? I have, but I didn't know. I don't know who it was. I've heard I've heard those words before. I didn't know it was a person or what it was. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So Elon Musk is a person. <laughs> He's a, of course, a very wealthy person. He wanted to do his own space program, um, and he had a countless failures of uh, launching, you know, like test test rockets in the sky and stuff like that. It finally got uh, a space launch up. And uh, it was that aired like the other day. I think NASA also had a space launch going around the same time, which I guess both shuttle services, uh, you know, send somebody to the space station up there. So pretty, pretty exciting because it wasn't NASA. It was actually an independent developer yeah. who who uh, who did something and said he was going to do it. And he did it. Yeah, we need more of that. We need more of that. We can't we can. Well, I feel like we can already see that we're not going to be able to, to depend on NASA for um, future, you know what I'm saying, exploration and, and, and information. We need independent people going up there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, of course, you know, our good old government only gives us a little bit of information at a time. So, yeah. And then they'll be cutting spending and they'll, you know what I'm saying, take it from out of there and shit like that. Like, nah, we still need to be exploring. That shit's still important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Important. And of course, space, the final frontier, you know, what's out there is is always unbelievable to see when you get the um the images from from you know the telescopes or what have not and seeing the universe so it's always good like you said to keep on exploring and keep on expanding your mind mm-hmm. but yeah that's all i got okay tune in next tuesday we're talking about the uh my bad 2020 celebs is it Ooh. the fab life Ooh, for 2020, I I highly doubt. No. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know maybe maybe we'll sneak some more Takashi in there. Oh, uh, that one, and it's definitely uh, you got me thinking of a couple stories I've already heard this week alone about certain celebrities. So, yeah, tune in next week, uh, definitely for that show because there should be some some juicy tidbits that come from that. All right, Tina and Do show.